On today's episode, we have Lane Wiederstein. She is a qualified nutritionist and personal trainer from Melbourne, Australia. She is passionate about teaching busy women to lose weight and keep it off for good by ditching the diet and instead using her flexible, low-carb approach. Lane loves getting behind the camera and showing you how to get creative in the kitchen so you can still enjoy delicious food whilst achieving your weight loss goals. She has also launched her six-week weight loss program and started her first group with eight women this week. You can find Lane on Instagram at low period carb period nutritionist. You can also check out Lane's website, www.laneweederstein.com. All of her information will be in the show notes because her name does have such a cool and unique spelling. Welcome to the show, Lane. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Yas. Very, very excited to be on the show and thanks for interviewing me today. Yay! Yay. Yeah, I'm super, super excited. I would love to just jump right in and have you share with the audience about where you started and compare where you started with where you are now. Okay, good question to intro. I might give a little bit of like a, a bigger sort of story. I actually was in a corporate career about three to four years ago and It's not that I didn't love my job. Like I think there was a lot of financial security and there was a lot of aspects of the job I liked, but it just wasn't my passion. I've always been super, super passionate about feeling really good in my body, fitness, nutrition. So I left my corporate job, went back to university, studied nutrition, and I'm finishing off my master's of human nutrition at the moment. But I am a qualified nutritionist now, and my focus is a low-carb diet or lifestyle to help busy women or fit women to lose weight, ditch the diet, and be able to eat this way sustainably sort of long-term. So that's kind of like the area I focus on now. But I think the first kind of step a few years ago was actually just leaving the job, the secure job, going back to uni, doing what I'm passionate about. And I honestly, I've never kind of like looked back. It's, it was the best decision, the hard, probably one of the hardest decisions, but the best decision like I've ever made. Yeah. Admittedly, going through the process of changing your career can be scary, overwhelming, but you kind of hit the nail Mm. on the head. You really leverage like what really mattered. And obviously you had security, but security leveraged against passion. Obviously passion Mm. won out. So kudos to you for chasing your passion. Thank you. Oh my goodness. It feels so, it feels a lot better now. I think it's been a sort of it's not been like a linear kind of progression since I left my full-time job. There's been so many like little stepping stones, you know, studying and going back to like part-time work. Like it was really, really difficult, but I feel like it's all starting to pay off now. I'm starting to see it now and it's um, a great feeling. Oh, so happy to hear that. So now that you have taken this path of entrepreneurship, I would love for us to talk about the types of clients you work with and what your current niche is. Yeah, absolutely. So as I said previously, I work with females and it's normally females looking to lose weight. Now I've I found, so I actually was consulting in a clinic and then I also work from a gym. You've got a lot of women that are looking for like a bit of a quick fix, whether it's, you know, going to the gym and over-exercising and under-eating because they think like that's their quick fix to losing weight. And then all of a sudden it's not very sustainable and they kind of take one step forward, two steps back and kind of feel like they're in the same position they were in previously. So the way I teach these women to eat is my flexible low-carb approach, which is 
pretty much portioning out their plate uh, with the different macronutrients. So focusing on heaps of lower carb veggies, proteins, healthy fats, and just timing some of their complex carbs. Now I try and get my female clients to visualize this on a plate rather than counting calories. I do sometimes get them to track their food when they're first starting out just so they can understand how food is comprised and what it's made up of as more of like an education and to keep them accountable. But generally my approach is portioning out the different macronutrients and it's a visualization on a plate. And honestly, it it just seems to work once they understand the different macronutrients and what kind of portions and quantities they need it in and then timing their carbs around their exercise, they start losing weight pretty pretty quickly and they learn how to you know implement sustainable like small changes into their sort of lifestyle and stick to it long term which is you know exactly what I want to say yeah thank you so much for talking us through your method no wonder eight women signed up for your group you sold me on it I was like (laughs) let me see this plate method yeah you're so passionate about it you know what, yeah, I honestly think the more and more you talk about it and the more you kind of drive it in, like the method becomes like it's like my method. I've kind of adapted this over the last few years from working with different women and you see what works, what doesn't work, and you just keep refining. And that's not to say that like a singular, my singular approach works for everyone that's kind of adapted a little bit because everyone's got different needs I understand people do different amounts of exercise obviously need different amount of carbohydrates people have got different work schedules or family life so you really do need to show them the steps of how they can kind of manipulate that to work for themselves as well and I think that's why it works because it's very easy to manipulate and sort of implement into any situation Yeah, it definitely sounds like that. And because you're so well-versed with all your various experiences, has your niche evolved at all? Or uh, is this where you just started out from the get? Yeah. So I think when I started with Libby's dietitian boss method, I did know that I wanted to focus on low carb as sort of like the outcome to the problem, which is weight loss. However, I was targeting busy women, sort of the age of between 25 and maybe 45, maybe not in a family situation, like maybe they don't have a family, maybe they're just a couple or they're a single. However, over time or over the last few weeks, I've realized a lot of the females that were coming to me or my sort of ideal client, she was already working out or doing some kind of fitness, whether it's, you know, a few walks per week, or maybe she has a gym membership that she goes to once a week, or she's got a Pilates studio. So exercise was important to her because it was making her feel good. And I think when you put together some kind of training and exercise with the low carb lifestyle and learn how they can fit together, that's where you're going to see some really, really fabulous results. I myself, I don't do a lot of personal training these days, but in the past I have taken a lot of fitness classes and I also work at a gym. So all the girls that come through the gym some of my clients there are already working out. So in terms of the niche evolving, yes, she's a busy kind of woman who might be working full time already, but she actually has a bit of an interest in fitness as well. 
Yeah. What amazing insights. The fact that yeah. you thought you were specific, but being in this program allowed you to get even more specific. And yeah. uh, I, I work with you obviously in the Facebook group and I've seen your messaging with the exercise. I'm like, Lane, is your girl a fit girl? Does she work out now? I totally <laughs> noticed that change. Yeah. So I think it's just about um, creating content that speaks to your market. And I don't always do content that's just about fitness like majority of it is nutrition focused and low carbon weight loss and then I just like squeeze in a few kind of fitness things in there whether it's about a post-workout meal different kind of low carb protein powders how to time your carbs high protein you know post-workout snacks all that kind of thing so I think you can do it smartly that's a good way of putting it thanks for that and you mentioned earlier that you dreamed about starting this practice and you're very passionate with all of your experiences working with women, seeing them like get into the gym, not get their results. So obviously mm. this has led you to this amazing entrepreneurship journey. Can you share with us, like what made you start and take this leap to get to this next level? I always have had this idea that I want to work for myself. The only thing about working for yourself and being quite entrepreneurial is there's not a lot of security in terms of like bringing in money. You know, you don't get your sick leave. You don't get your annual leave. Like there's so many pros and cons with working for someone. And there's also so many pros and cons with, you know, working for yourself. So I think you've got to be able to weigh that up. And I've always had this idea that I'd love to work my own hours and be my own boss because I like to have flexibility in my day. I don't want to start work at, you know, 8.30 on the dot and work for someone else. You know, I'm happy to kind of get up nice and early, do my exercise, start work when it suits me. And I'm happy to work a little bit later past dinner time some nights because I love what I do. You know, you don't feel so pigeonholed, like under someone else's rules and stuff. In saying that though, I still do a lot of contractor work for companies in terms of recipe development, seminars, workshops, those sorts of extra work outside, like nutrition consulting, my group programs, which I absolutely love. But in saying that, that's normally small time frames in terms of projects. So it's really nice to be able to kind of collaborate with someone who's after your expertise, do the project, deliver some quality work, and then kind of like get back on and focus on my group weight loss coaching and my online one-on-one -on -one consultations that I'm still running as well. Yeah, jazz snaps for the benefits of being your own boss. You get to set your own <laughs> hours. Yes. Yay. yes, it's amazing. But you know what? Yeah. Usually so many people listening to this podcast are weighing out the pros and cons of going all in. And of course, there's a lot of things that you got to give up, such as sick leave, like you mentioned, annual leave. But some of the things that I heard you say, and I heard you light up saying, is being able to set your own schedule, not start at a set mm. time, be able to work out when you want to work out. And yeah. those are things that you kind of have to say to yourself, if you put it all on a scale, like how heavy and how valuable are all those amazing mm. pros that come with entrepreneurship. And it's very clear yeah. that for you, you really see that. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, being able to take my work wherever I go. So for example, say I go away for a longer weekend or 
maybe being on vacation, still being able to check emails or that kind of thing. That is a good feeling to know that you still kind of have that control and you can kind of pick your laptop up from where you are and be able to kind of move it to where you're moving as well. So you don't always feel like you have to be sitting in the same old office or, you know, you can even go and work from a cafe if that's what you want to do. So I love that kind of flexibility as well. The one thing working for yourself though is I find it really, really difficult to switch off. I'll be like tapping away and then I look at the time, it's like 9.30 and my boyfriend's like, it's time to, you know, wind down for the night, get off the computer. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to listen to him and learn to take a break. Otherwise I'd be tapping away all night. (laughs) That's a good word of advice and a great suggestion for those out there who are struggling with balance right now. It's just like scheduling time to like turn it off, shut it down. Business is closed. No Mm. more. Yeah. But what I like that you mentioned and out of all the interviews I've done so far, no one's mentioned this yet. The fact that this is literally Wi-Fi life. You just have your laptop. As long as you have internet, you can conduct business. You don't have to be tied down to a space. You don't have to sit in the same like cafe. You can go across the globe and do work if you Mm. want to. Great, great points. Thank you for sharing Mm. those. So, So there's a lot of people listening to this that want to be able to get out of their comfort zone. They want to be able to take their business to the next level. They're dreaming about Mm -hmm. this. And we know a big part of that is building a know, like, and trust factor. By doing that, you attract your ideal client and you can reach your income goals. So for those of the people listening that are out here trying to start their business, especially on Instagram, and they want to build this know, like, trust. They have to show their face. Do you have one or two tips since you said yourself, you love showing content Mm. on video for your clients, any tips for them? Tips in showing your face or tips in building the no like? Yes. What is it? The no like and trust factor. Yeah, both. I think with showing your face, don't put it off for any longer than you need to. Like people rather see you on your stories, whether it's Instagram or a video, because they want to see there's a person behind the business and there's like someone real that they're actually talking to and connecting with. I personally haven't ever really struggled with like the show in your face. I've been trying to just do gradually more and more of it as time has passed. So I would say even across the last year before doing Libby's program, I found people were more engaged when they saw me talking to the camera. So definitely be showing your face. Try and do it daily. It's better than just showing a picture unless like a picture can quickly identify or or capture something that, you know, you visually can't, you know, it might be like a, maybe you're doing a comparison of like two products and you wanted to put like grams of sugar below and, you know, two words is going to capture that a lot better than you talking about it. So just learn when to use different types of content to build that trust factor. The other thing is you really need to speak to your niche and your target market or your ideal client. There's no point talking about random things that you like to talk about if that's not hitting the pain points of your ideal client. I've learned to stop talking about things that interest me all the time because I'm not always going to be my ideal client. Parts of me, yes, but you really need to work out what your client's struggling with and always talk to that. And that's how I feel like, because when they read your post or they're listening to you, they're like, wow, was she reading my mind? And that's when, you know, you've like really hit the nail on the head because, you know, everything you're talking about, they're literally thinking about. So yeah, that, that would be my two tips there. Oh my gosh, you are so wise. So many, so many great gems. I mean, you gave us like a literal hot tip 
my favorite tip that you gave is basically learning how to leverage photos versus videos and be strategic, yeah. right? Because sometimes it's just going to be easier to convey something simply and a photo. I like the grams of sugar yeah. comparison versus mm. using video. Such a, such a great tip. And I also love that you create content that you're essentially reading your IC's mind, not what mm. you want to read. And you recognize that you're not necessarily your ideal client in all areas. So it makes mm. more sense for you to just be in her shoes more times than not. So awesome. Yes. Thank you. I'm, so now that you've gotten your ideal client attracted to your video, attracted to your graphics, you've garnered a, quite a few sales. As I mentioned in your, your introduction, you said you started a program this week with eight people, which is awesome. Can you walk us through how much money you have made and then also your next money goal? Short-term, yeah, long-term. Yeah, of course. So with the eight girls, I, at the start, I think I set my price point slightly too high and I don't feel like many people took to it just because we do have a bit of a, a different like currency rate with the state. So, you know, just trying to find that kind of price point that people kind of jump at without having to think about too much, but obviously making sure that people understand the, the value in my programs because you don't want to underprice and sell yourself short either because, you know, the, the value they get from my coaching calls each week, I put together so much content for them. I'm literally thinking about them all day. I'm like, what are they doing? What do they want to hear of? So I think pricing is really important. In the first group, I was really fortunate to make close to sort of three grand which is awesome. Like I had so much doubt and limiting beliefs around how much money I could make. And as I said to you, Yah, before I've been starting this podcast recording today, for me, it's not just about making money at all. Like, yes, we all want to be able to make money because that's our job and we all need a form of income. For me, it's about helping people through these group programs that I'm able to help many people at once because there's one of me and there's many of you know, the people there and they can all learn off each other. So like just kind of finding my purpose, I think, rather than money sometimes is for me, like I've been able to kind of tick that off. I feel like I didn't quite know my purpose before even starting Libby's program, which is awesome. Yeah. Like I knew I wanted to help people, but I think just niching down and like taking ownership of that and really knowing my audience and how I can best help them has been awesome. But in terms of money goals, I'd love to be reaching 10K months. Like I knew that from the absolute get-go. And I know it's 100% possible. After seeing my first group, they're only two weeks in now and already enrolling. I've already got six for the next group, which is still two weeks away. I know. I've already got six in the next group. I know. We still got two weeks before we start. So I, I'm, I feel really, really proud. I honestly have never felt this proud ever. It's like oh. one of those... Yeah, I was saying the other week, I'm like, I've worked so hard the last few weeks since starting Libby's program and I've literally put my heart and soul into it and it really just like pays off. But you've got to be passionate about it and you've got to have that hunger and drive. If you don't have that hunger and drive, you know, those, those financial goals, you know, you can create all these limiting beliefs for yourself and you, maybe you won't reach those sale markets marks or those sale goals because you're not backing yourself. You, know, you really need to back yourself and know you're worth it and, and you can do it. Anything is possible. Yes. Oh my God. We need to sign you up for a TED Talk, Lane. <laughs> We're getting you a TED Talk. I mean, where do I start? Let me unpack what I just heard. First of all, my eyes watered. 
honestly, Aww. you can't really, I really watered because to see your growth being in the group with you has just been amazing to hear that you said that you found your purpose and being able to feel confident and having ownership over something is making you feel so proud. Like, wow, I like, I'm, my eyes are watering, the hairs oh. on my arm are standing up because I didn't realize this, this program was really changing your life in this way, which mm. is, which is so amazing. And I'm so grateful that I got literally, it's a blessing and an honor for me to be interviewing you right now. I'm like, so blown away by you and your passion. Wow. This is so Thank beautiful. You. But yeah, I, you know, I couldn't have done any of this. I mean, it's still very much early days and the, and the absolute start, but you know, someone like yourself, who's been coaching me with like some of my content and, you know, constructive feedback and like just guiding me in the right direction. I feel like I'm quite driven, but sometimes I need that bit more, more of a push to be better or do better or, you know, set a few deadlines or, or timeframes. Otherwise I could still be, I still could have been sitting at home thinking about starting a program and it would be Christmas time and I wouldn't have done anything. You know, I, I honestly think sometimes without having deadlines or timeframes, everything's just kind of a dream. You know, you're dreaming about doing this and until you take action and take control, you're never going to reach any of your goals. Wow. I just like, yeah. I'm blown away. You've got eight calls. <laughs> you made 2,600. You have six enrolled for your next group. You found your purpose. Like, oh, I commend you. And I cannot wait to do a follow-up interview with you. <laughs> Me too. Because <laughs> uh, your hunger and drive is so evident. Like, you weren't wrong. Thank I you. can I can totally sense I'm it. hungry. I'm bloody hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. I was just eating chips. <laughs> I would love to know with the money you've made, I know you went back to school, you had that master's degree that you, you took on. Can you share with us like what you have done with this money so far, debt, vacation? Can you go into it a little bit with us? Well, unfortunately, we're not doing many vacations in Melbourne or in Australia at the moment because we are still in the COVID lockdown. So restrictions still haven't really eased and we can't even leave Victoria at the moment. So I'm vacationing at my home. <laughs> no, so there's definitely no vacations at the moment. Look, I think you've got to be really kind of modest and invest all that money back into your business. Starting out, there's so many like little costs you don't even think of. Like, you know, to have legal contracts drawn up, getting advice from people, it or everything adds up, you know, subscriptions to my nutrition software that I draw my meal planning on, subscriptions to even create content with Canva, like all these little things definitely add up and they're, you know, they're absolutely necessary to be able to run a business. So any revenue that, you know, is coming through through the door goes back into the business. Absolutely. Yeah. Just to, you know, to grow the business and so I can keep improving. Absolutely. That is the motto, especially starting out. It's one of the best uses for your money. And as you can see, it's already paying off at this rate. As you keep enrolling and enrolling, you're going to be be able to put that money in other areas too. So kudos to you. So the next thing I want to talk about, can you share with us a little bit more of the content process that you go through on Instagram? Because we talk a lot about growing your business on Instagram and some people don't really understand that this really amazing free platform can be used to attract people yeah. who will pay you money out of their pocket. So can you walk us through your content creation process and then let us know how you develop your message to reach your ideal client? 
Yeah, of course. So normally when I have an idea, and this often happens when I'm in the shower or I'm out on a jog, I have to write the idea down and I'll come back to it. But my issue is I start writing down all these ideas in my in my phone, on my notebook, on my laptop, and then I've got like three different pages of ideas. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I just need to compile it into one. So whenever I get an idea, I try and write it down and come back to it. And then I'll generally schedule once or twice a week to jump onto Canva, the platform where you can do a lot of like the little graphic designs and the little Instagram content posts. So I'll jump onto there and flesh out my ideas a little bit more. Once I've kind of got a post in mind, I will get feedback obviously through the dietitian boss Facebook group and our calls. From the feedback I get, I generally try and apply that feedback to other posts just so I don't bombard people with, you know, having to review too much of my work at the moment. And then I write the caption. So I find writing the caption a lot more difficult than the post because the post is quite visual and I'm a visual person. So being able to put some pictures on the page with some words and attracting my client that way, I find a lot easier. I find the caption take a lot longer. So I really kind of have to sit down and nut it out. But I've kind of learned that you can, you know, not recycle, but you can use a lot of the same messaging and apply it to posts later on. So a lot of the messaging is very similar. It's just obviously thinking of new ways to create old content that did really well. So yeah, each week I'll go back over my insights, work out, you know, what's getting the most clicks into, you know, people inquiring about my program or what my one-on-one consultations and seeing which pain points in the posts were doing really well. In terms of actually making the content though, I try and get myself in the pictures as much as possible because I understand my my audience actually really likes me in the photos I've found. Obviously, it has to go with the strong messaging and it has to be curated in a way that they like too. But I'll try and set up my camera with a tripod outside because the lighting's really good every sort of like two weeks. And I'll get a few random props that I think are going to work well with my captions, whether it's like chocolate, protein powder, a glass of wine, gym weights, I'll get in gym gear. And it doesn't take that long. You just do a batch of like 20, 30 photos and then I put them on my computer ready to go for when I'm like actually making the content on Canva. So it's pretty straightforward. I think, you know, the minute you've done it, once once you've done it a few times, it just becomes part of like your weekly job. You pencil it in same time every week. I try and do it. Yeah. I personally love that you have like a really funny strategy. Stop what you're doing. Shower <laughs> run. Write it, write down your idea. Write down your Canva content idea. Mm. Just just do it. I love that. I think a lot of people don't stop and do that enough because yeah. when you come to Canva and you come with like no notes from just living and your interactions with friends or Ooh, scrolling on page. social media. So blank. And then you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. And often you pick up you pick up a lot of uh, bits and pieces in terms of conversations with people. So, you know, doing it some of the discovery calls like I'm I'm noting down exactly like what they're telling me, but I'm like, all right, that pain point, that pain point that was very similar to the previous person's. You know, that's actually going to create a really really quick and easy Instagram posts like I can I can capture that and that's speaking to the audience. You really have to listen to what people say. Definitely. Yeah. Listening is so yeah. key. And then I love that you said that you batch your photo content as well. So mm-hmm. you have these batch of ideas from all these different conversations, things you're noticing, you batch mm-hmm. your photo. So when you're on Canva, it's really just easy beasy mm-hmm. for you. 
Yeah, I really like the feature with the reels on Instagram at the moment as well. I think they get a really, really good reach and you get lots of views if you do, like obviously if you're speaking to your audience and people are interested in what you're, what you're creating. But even I try and do a reel every weekend and just capture a little bit of something to do with low-carb living and fitness. It's so like on the weekend I did a little smoothie, you know, did I saw that. me making my smoothie. Yeah, and then I also did a little bit of, me doing like a hit workout and I kind of combined them together to do one reel but then I was able to kind of re-content that and create a complete different one and just show the smoothie so you know that took me half an hour if that to kind of film all that stuff but I was able to do two bits of content so you just got to work smarter sometimes yeah and that really worked and just seeing how people respond to the reels you know because it might capture a bit of a different audience as well yeah snaps for all these like ways to multiply your content and save yourself time love it and then I feel like this is a bit of a highlights reel like you probably don't see me like sometimes I'm like oh I can't think of any content or you know I'm like goodness like like I've I've got my tripod and I'm standing outside and it's freezing cold and I just want to get inside like you're seeing the highlights here behind the scenes like it can be a bit frustrating but I think as I said you've just got to like pencil in time and like just get on with it. I love it. We're we're all going to take your words of encouragement and get on with it because it's the best thing to do to move <laughs> your business forward. So, because, yeah. So before you started the program and started implementing the method, can you share mm. with us like how different your content was on your feed compared to now since we're talking about Instagram feeds? Yeah. So the content on my feed was generally a picture of food or a recipe. Or it was kind of a picture of me. Now, the issue was I had a an Instagram that was my personal and kind of business account together. So as I started this program, I decided to like straight up split my account. So I just kept my account that already had a little bit of a following on it and just made that completely health and nutrition related for my business. And I created a separate personal account. So any of my close friends and family, you know, they can follow me over there personally and, you know, see things outside of food and nutrition. So I appreciate that even family and friends, they don't always want to see that low carb living and fitness and that kind of thing. They want to see me for me. So yeah, the best thing was splitting that. So my feed's gone from pictures of myself with my dog at the park and at the beach and on holidays or just pictures or recipes of food to now captions and posts that speak to the girl that wants to lose weight that wants to try low carb to lose weight that is into the fitness that's busy like it speaks to the pain points and I don't put up as I've been putting up a few photos of me as like kind of a reflection piece but that would be like once every sort of like 12 posts like I did one the other day it was like a bit of side work that I'd done it with some recipe demonstrations and I thought people would just love to see like me in the picture without me like editing it on camera with my huge bowl of food to talk about like a little win that I had in terms of my business and I thought that was really nice and you know what you get like lots of likes and lots of love and you know it feels all good but I think at the at the same token you know you really have to focus on getting your feed to obviously speak to your ideal client literally 95% of the time <laughs> you bump that number you're like we're like 80 20 you're like 95% <laughs> 95 percent of the time. 99 99 of the time. <laughs> you know what we're gonna have to change the method because you said that we're like yeah it's definitely 95 percent you notice the difference <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
so cool. So now that you have figured out that that good balance of 95% speaking to your IC, you've gotten mm -hmm. them on the calls. That's the part where a lot of people get really iffy and it's really awkward. Can you share mm -hmm. with us like what your mindset is for sales and how it's evolved since being in the program? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think a lot of people reach out to me either via applying on my website through a form or sometimes it'll be on Instagram messaging. I found that I get more leads or more discovery calls through Instagram because I think when people are on Instagram and they're seeing your content, a quick little direct message can be quite easy. The only thing with that is sometimes they're not seeing all the information about what I offer in my program. So that's when they might head to my website and there's a little bit more information there. But in terms of the discovery calls or the sales calls, I find it really does help to get on the on the phone and just talk to the person, be really personable, listen to what they have to say, because one, you're going to pick up on, you know, some of their pain points and how you can better help them and even in your, you know, what you deliver in the group. But I think it's just, again, about building that trust with them. You know, you want them to feel comfortable enough because, you know, if they're not comfortable with you, they're not going to sign up to your program. That's, I think that's the first thing, being really personable and actually caring about like them wanting to reach their goals because no, no one wants to sign up to a program, spend X amount of dollars, not feel connected to the, the coach or the nutritionist in the first place. So, yeah, so I generally run them through what's included in my program. I always ask about, you know, what they're struggling with at the moment. I always ask them about their dietary preferences as well because I I appreciate that I can adapt a lot of my recipes to suit the client. But I've had a few come to me that either are completely vegan and yes, we can adapt things, but like my program doesn't, my recipes aren't completely vegan. So you've got to be honest with the person as well. If they're not a great fit for the program, you say maybe one-on-one uh, -on -one consultation is going to be better suited for you. We can personalize your nutrition that way and it's more tailored. So I think just working out on that call is the program the right fit for the person is really, really important. Most of the time, the girls have already been thinking about it before even getting on the call with you. So sometimes they'll enroll there and then sometimes they want to go away and have a think about it and that's absolutely fine. Sometimes just moving around some finances or maybe they want to just chat to their partner or their, you know, their girlfriends about even doing it together. So, you know, people aren't always going to sign up straight away. I appreciate people need time to think about something like this. It is investing their own time into the program. And I actually say to them, like, you've got to be really hungry and like ready to jump in and like get the ball rolling. But yeah. And then I just ask if they've got questions and anything else that I can, you know, answer for them or make them feel more comfortable with. I think you need a mug that says hungry on it. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be hungry when you do low carb living with me. You'll always be satisfied. <laughs> yeah. I like your energy. I love that you love your clients to be enthusiastic in the sense of like their energy and enthusiasm. Like yeah. you're hungry in your business and wanting to succeed. You want clients who are hungry to reach their goals. I just love it. Yet you teach them a very satisfying way of living. So it's kind of yeah. an interesting play on words. But thank you so much for sharing all that super duper in-depth information about sales calls. I absolutely agree. Being personable and genuinely mm. caring about them reaching their outcome yeah. are some of the most underlooked things. And it's very easy to get caught up in you and your credentials and all that stuff. Instead of just having a natural conversation and figuring out what they're struggling with and being honest with yourself, if they are not a good fit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. Well, 
that's the thing and i think that's what the dietitian boss has really spoken about is you know you're not going to be the right fit for everyone just as they're not always going to be the right fit for you as well and i think just recognizing that is the first step because as i said you know a tailored nutrition approach that's like specialized for them is going to be a lot more beneficial for them rather than not being quite right for say your group program yeah that's such a great point and mm. the last question i have for you lane can you provide us some insights about how this method has empowered you i would love for you to elaborate more than you already have and for the audience out here I think my mindset's really good since starting this program. And I think it comes from feeling really well supported and like all the coaches that, you know, a part of the dietitian boss program are, you know, are kind of there with you the whole way. That's also thanks to you, Yara, as well, because you're one of the great coaches or, uh, you know, as part of this program. So I think, yeah, feeling really well supported has been really good for my mindset. And knowing that it's kind of like a longer term, like it's not just a three week thing we do with you know, the dietitian boss, it's a bit longer. So you can kind of like get the ball rolling, make adjustments and changes throughout and then, you know, start to see some results. And hopefully between like week one and sort of the 12th week or the end of the three month mark, you know, I'll feel like ready enough to kind of do it by myself, which is awesome. So yeah, I just feel like I feel so much stronger and happier that, you know, I've got a service that I know people actually want and, you know, they can come to me and feel like they can get the results that maybe they've not seen in the past and really connect with me. Yeah. And I think it's just given me the kind of confidence that, you know, you can work for yourself. You've just got to work out, you know, what the best way is. You know, I think running the group programs in, in line with like my one-on-one -on -one consults and then being able to do other bits of nutrition that I love because I love doing recipe development for companies. I love doing cooking demonstrations, putting it all together. Like I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I love doing it all. Yay. Thank you so much, Lane, for sharing all of these awesome insights and sharing your super inspiring story. As a reminder, you guys can follow her on Instagram at low period car period nutritionist, as well as her website, www.laneweederstein.com. All of her information will be in the show notes. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at libbyrothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.